0: Okay, you all in Exodus chapter 14, let's get started. I got to let you out early so you can go over and get your tickets. Okay, so here we go. Exodus chapter 14. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. We're going to look at verse 13, 14, and 50. Hey, by the way, there's one other matter I want to talk about. Now, I think he told other people, but he did not tell me that he's the one who scheduled me today, and he did not tell me not to say anything. So, hey, we need to pray for our executive vice president. Dr. Getch's mom went home to be with the Lord. And I'm gonna tell you this, I know that there's rejoicing and I know that there's joy, but you know what? That woman invested so much into those, into those kids in that family. And all of us in the country and the world are beneficiaries of what a mom and dad raised a family right. And uh, I know all the members of that Getch family and I'm telling you something, mom was, was huge in her influence, and there's gotta be grief. Yeah, Dr. Getch isn't gonna sorrow like the world sorrows. We sorrow with hope. and uh, But I, I still think that we ought to lift up a person that means a lot to us. I think this week he's in a, he's doing an evangelistic meeting, we need to pray for him at that. So uh, we're gonna read the scripture, we're gonna pray for the message. Uh, but I'm going to take just a moment and also pray for Dr. Gatch, too. And uh, he's been gone for a long time. And when he comes back, it'd be great for some of you to have some notes. And uh, he'll be upset with me. I don't care. Let him be upset. I'm leaving in two and a half weeks. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what? You, you love on your executive vice president. And I know he doesn't. You know what? Can I just share this with you guys? I know he doesn't want all that stuff, but he still needs it. He still needs it because, you know, he's a human being. And he still needs sympathy, and he still needs people to care. And, uh, you know, before he left, I was out in the hallway with him, and I prayed with him. And uh, before we prayed, I said, hey, just, you know, just talk to me a little bit about mom or whatever. I couldn't get, Dr. Getch, I couldn't get him to stop talking. He wanted to talk about his mom. He wanted to talk about his mom. And uh, you know why? Because his mom, it means a lot to him. And I don't care who it is. I know he's like Superman. But you know what? He's still man. And uh, you encourage your executive vice president. I pastored for 25 years. And I've seen them like the Dr. Getschkei. They still grieve. They still sorrow. And they still want to know that other people care. So you make sure uh, that you take care of him. We'll be praying for him. Exodus chapter 14. Look at verse number 13 if you would. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he shall show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, as far as I know, this is the only passage in the entire Bible that God tells somebody to stop praying. Wherefore criest thou unto me? Uh-uh. We're done with that. No more praying, Moses. Speak unto the children of Israel that they, every person in the worship center, that they what? Everyone together, next two words. Go forward. Father, I pray that by faith we will go forward. And today we will get instruction from your word. How to know, Lord, am I taking a fleshly step here? Am I taking a four step? Am I doing this, Lord? Or are you doing this? God, may every one of us biblically know how to filter our steps of faith. There are a lot of college students in here that are making wrong decisions. And they think they're making a right decision. Father, they're forcing you. It's about their flesh, not about faith. They're scared to death, and it's a fearful decision. It's their flesh. Father, today may we learn how to filter to know how to make a step. Now, Father, man, I know that I need prayer, and I do. And I do not stand up here presumptuously. Father, you you know my heart, and I don't even know it. But you know, Lord, I do not think we need to pray for Shatler. I think the seed is going to be good, and I think the sower is pumped. What we need to pray for is the soil. And I pray that the seed that they hear today will go on good soil. God, they need to use this as the filter the rest of their life on how to determine, am I taking a step of faith or am I taking a step of flesh? And Father, this is yours. It's from your word. You have used these steps in my life. And I know that I've taken steps of faith because of what I'm giving them today. God, I think I'm ready as a sower. And I know the seed is good. God, may it fall on a student body of good soil. We take a moment and we pray for Dr. Gatch. Lord, I pray that you'll give him a freedom tonight. Wherever that man's preaching, I pray that you'd be with him. It would be a that all of us would lift up our executive vice president. We are all so thankful for him. Sometimes, Father, we think Dr. Goetz doesn't need prayer because of the kind of man he is. But God, he needs you just as much as we do. And Lord, as he's going through this grief time and this sorrow time, meet with him. Lord, I pray his mind would be flooded with great memories of his mom and just things that mom taught him. And I just pray, Lord, that he'd have some time alone just to rejoice and reflect and remember over a godly heritage. And Lord, when he comes back, man, may we be there for him. And may we just encourage, may we not overdo it, Father, but I pray that he would know that we're behind him and we're thankful for him. Now be with us as we take our step of faith. We pray these things in Jesus' name. West Coast Baptist College student body said, Amen. have a seat. So how do you know? How can you know if it's a step of faith, if it's a foolish step, if it's a forced step, it's a fearful step, it's a fleshly step? How can you know? Man, I got to tell you, some of you guys are not using the right filters. And you're thinking something is a step of faith, and it is not. It is your flesh. Man, you're about to make a very foolish step. And you've put it under, oh, I think this is God's will. Is there a way to know, the title of my message is, Your Step of, everyone together, Your Step of Faith. Are you taking a step of faith? Well, Brother Scheller, I've always struggled with this. Sometimes you don't know. You know, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, we'll come back to you. hold out right there where you are in Exodus. I, I, I like this in Galatians 5. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Well, let me tell you, if you are walking, you are taking steps. You cannot walk without taking steps. And if you are living in the Spirit, you ought to take steps in the Spirit. But you say, Brother Chandler, this is so good. Because I do struggle with this. I'm 19 years of age, and I have wanted the will of God for my life. I I really believe I do. But I don't know sometimes, do I do neighborhood Bible time? Do I go to the wilds? Do do I do an internship for the summer? I'm like, which is my step of faith? Do I continue in this romantic relationship I'm in? Or do I, is this where this relationship ends? Do I take this medical treatment for my health need? Or do I take this medical treatment? Or do I not take a medical treatment? Is that my step of faith? Brother Sheller? I don't know. Many times, I don't know if it's a step of faith. I think you can know, and I don't think God would want you to know. I don't think this is all inclusive, but I will tell you. If you take these four steps and you use these as a filter, it is going to help you so much in your life. I'm not saying that there's not other steps, but I will tell you these four steps will guide you, help you, protect you, and provide for you greatly. It's impossible to please God without faith. So you've got to take a step of faith. Let's show you some. Number one, a faith step will cause you to let go and let God. One thing you can know that if it's a faith step, you are letting go and you're letting God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. You let go and you let God. You're in Exodus chapter 14 right now. I was teaching this 18 years ago, whoa, in a Sunday school class, a newcomer Sunday school class in Pensacola, Florida. And there was a man named Joe Fox. It was a newcomer's class for people that were visiting our church. And I had to quickly go after Sunday school to the main worship service and get ready. And get prepared and, and, and do some stuff. And I'm walking out, and Joe Fox, probably in his 40s, carpet layer, floor tiler, him and his wife and children were visiting our church and thinking about joining the church. I'm walking to get ready for the morning worship service coming out of my Sunday school class, and Joe Fox comes up to me, and he says, Pastor, I have a question about your lesson today in Exodus 14. I said, well, what's that, Joe? And I'm kind of moving quick. And I'm thinking to myself, I got a pretty good handle on Exodus 14. I just taught it. I pretty know pretty good about Moses. He's a carpet layer. He's not going to ask me anything I can't answer, you know. And Joe says, Pastor, why did God tell Moses to stop praying? Pardon, Joe, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's got his Bible open. Okay, he's got his Bible open. He says, right there, uh, uh, pastor right there where, where, where it says, and the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore cryest thou unto me? He told Moses to stop praying. What, what, why did God tell Moses to stop praying? Well, well, Joe, well, well Joe, so what you got here right now is the Egyptians are coming, and you got Moses, and, and Moses just told the the yeah, but 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 Pastor, why why did God say, "Wherefore thou criest unto me"? Why did He tell him to stop praying? Well, well, Joe, you you, you got to understand um, what what you have, and, and, and Joe, and then you and then um, Joe, I don't know, <laughs> but Joe, I'll give you an answer. You listen to this. The next week, now God had already been doing stuff. God had already been doing stuff. The next week, I studied that out. And whoa, God used Joe Fox to cause Jim and Mary Lee to leave a place we'd been for 31 years in a perfect little bubble. And I'd been struggling with some things And that week, as I studied out to give Joe an answer, God said, Hey, you don't need to pray anymore. You need to go forward. That means to leave. I'm 49 years old. Leave? I'm a celebrity. Everybody knows me in the city. I'm in a perfect little bubble. Everyone loves me. And God says, Yeah. Quit praying about what you're struggling with and go forward. Take your step of faith and it's time for you to leave. Whoa. I wanna tell you, how do you know that it's a step of faith and not a flash, a forced, a fearful step? How can you know? Number one, you let go and you let God. Let me tell you something. If you're trying to make it happen, we'll talk about this again in a minute. But you, if it's a faith step, it will cause you to let go of whatever it is and let God have it. If you are now in a committed relationship and you're wondering, I don't know if by faith God wants me to continue in this relationship. Well, you know what you need to do? You need to let go of it. And you need to let God have it. And you just need to say, God, it is yours. Letting go means this, you don't have control of it anymore. When you let go of something, you no longer have control of that situation. I need to still kind of control this relation. No. Then you're not taking a step of faith. Because when you take a step of faith, you are letting go and letting God. Let me tell you what else letting go, letting God, uh, letting God means. Now you got the right priorities. Now, there's only one priority, and the only priority is God, what is your will? There's a 120 year old man that takes his teen son who he loves. And God, it's not wrong for a father to love a son. Come on. That's fathers are supposed to love their sons. But you're never supposed to love your son more than you love me, Abraham. And I gotta tell you what, there's nothing wrong to love a girl, to love a guy. There's nothing wrong to love volleyball, to love basketball. There's nothing wrong to love this or to love that. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But just make sure you don't love it more than you love God. No, 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 no. It's not wrong to love some of the things that you love, but make sure you got the right priorities. When you let go and let God, you're saying, God, I love you more than I love that. I love you more than I love this position, this possession, this this situation. God, I love you more than I love that. And and that, okay, now you're taking a step of faith. You don't have control of it. You have the right priorities. You're all in. No, I'm all in on this, man. God, I want your will. And I want to know. And you're not Leaning on your own understanding. What does it mean to let go and let God? That's what it means. I put it in a few things. Number one is a romantic relationship. If you're in a romantic relationship and you want to know whether you should, you need to let go and let God. You don't let God have this thing. I have never married a couple that in premarital counseling, and I've I've married over 216 couples. There was at least six couples here for leadership conference that I had married at some time in my ministry, but I have never married a couple that they both did not surrender their lives and their relationship to God in their courtship. And I'm telling you right now, if you're in a courtship, if you're in a committed relationship, not like the banquet, if you're in a committed relationship, I'm going to tell you something, you need to let go and let God have that. And, you, and it, it could be about, um, I wrote down a couple of other things. It could be about your dreams. Some of you are holding too tight to dreams. No, I know this is where God wants me. You know what? You just let go, let go of that and let God have that. Let God have your dreams. Well, I'm not sure where this is going to go. I'll tell you where it's going to go. His perfect will. And you need to let go of it. And then you know what? Your affections. I mean it. Basketball team. You ought to have a, you, you ought to have an individual time and you ought to have a team time. This is God's season. Volleyball team, you should have already had it. If not, you get together before you play the Lutherans and you give it to the God and you say, God, it is your. I'm telling you, you let go and you let God. Or it's not a step of faith. You cannot be holding on to it and trusting. You got to let go and let God. Number two, a faith step will cause you to let go and let God. Number two a faith step will have the scriptures behind it a faith step will have the scriptures behind it you guys most of you know this verse finish it for me with you with me would you do that psalm 119 105 thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a Life. unto my path you let god's word guide you i got three things and if you're taking notes you got to get this you you ask god for a precept a principle or a promise. You ask God, if you're going to take a step of faith, you ask God for a clear precept about, should you do this or shouldn't you do that? Should you buy this or should you do, buy that? Should you, should you get that tattoo or not get that tattoo? Should you drink this or not drink this? Should you it, Whatever, you get a precept. You get a principle or you get a promise. Now let me tell you what you do not get. I want everyone to look up this way. This is what you do not get. A piece of Scripture. Where are you going with this, brother? Oh, yeah, you'll know where I'm going in a minute, but I'm telling you. You get a precept. You get a principle. You get a promise. But what you don't get is a, everyone together, what you don't get is a piece of Scripture. What do you mean, brother Shatler? Oh, I'll tell you exactly what I mean. You got three words that you found. This is it. Oh, this is what? These are the three words I needed. Yes, that is true. Those are the three words you needed to work out your own will. You make sure it's a precept. You make sure it's a principle. You make sure it's a promise. Because come on, every person in this room can find four little words, two little words, three little words, one little word to make it be whatever you want. You should have a precept, a principle, or a promise. Let me give you one. Take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. It was uh, November 16th, 2006. November 16, 2006, Marilyn and I had left Pensacola. Guys, we left a place we were at for 31 years not knowing where we were going. We did not know where we were going. You mean you didn't have a church? No, we didn't know. Abraham left, the Ur of the Chaldeans did not know where he was going. He trusted God. We did not know where we were going. So we went to some places. (laughs) I laugh because we went to some places that I, I said, you know, Marilee, I think we could do this here. I remember one place, I won't even tell you the name of the city or the state or anything. Marilee says, Jim, you go to that church, you go by yourself. I go, I don't think that's God's will. I don't know. Something's wrong with that one, you know. But I'm, I'm the kind of person that looks at anything and like eh, we can do this. This could happen, you know. And so everywhere we went, they asked us to come back to Kennedy And, and we just, you know, just whatever. We just didn't have peace or whatever. But we came out to Santa Maria. And uh, we were there for a whole weekend. It was over Labor Day weekend, 2006. And you know what? We could kind of see. God blinded us with so many things, but that was because God was leading us. And sometimes God blinds you, you know, and, and uh, uh, whatever. So um, we're thinking this is it. So they ask us to come back and candidate. So we come back and we candidate. And then uh, after that, they, they wait two weeks. Well... Every pastor I think I've ever known in my entire life begins to call me, tell me, hey, I heard you candidated out at First Baptist Santa Maria. Yeah, I did. What percentile are you looking for? What what? What percentile are you looking for? Uh, what are you talking about? Like the vote. Brother Shetler, what they're going to vote on you. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Well, what percentile is going to call you? I don't know. I thought it was God who called I don't know about this percentile thing. I don't understand that percentile thing. Well, like, what, what's the Constitution say? I don't know. I didn't ask. Well, I found out it was like 75%. They got a vote. I said, well, is it 75%? I oh, don't know. 75%. That means 25%. I don't know. Yeah, and, and I had good friends go. You better make sure it's over 90%. Yeah, okay, sure. That'd be great. Over 90%. I don't know. I'm going to rely on a bunch of people voting for me to determine whether or not God's called me a place? I'm struggling with that, guys. It is Saturday night, November 16th. I'm in Gainesville, Georgia, starting a week of meetings the next day. And I go to bed that night knowing that they're going to vote in Santa Maria the next day, and I go, God, I don't know. That morning, I woke up, and in my devotions, I read Isaiah chapter 43, and I read verse 18. Remember ye not the former things. That was a precept. Remember ye not the former things. That's a commandment. Neither consider the things of old. I wrote next to that, Pensacola, Florida. Jim, it's over. You're not going back to Pensacola. You're never going to pastor in Pensacola again. Remember ye not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Sunday morning, November 17, 2006, I read that verse and I went, wow, Lord. That is so good. Jim, it's time to move on. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old, but God. Are you calling me to Santa Maria? And it was like the Holy Spirit said, read the next verse. Behold, I will do a new thing. There's a principle God always does a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. When we were candidating, Lee said something. She said, you know, Jim, never did I ever think that you would ever pastor in California. I've always looked at California as a wilderness and a desert. And I never thought, and I said, yeah, I know. Man, I don't know. Is it Santa Maria? Look at what it said. Sunday morning, November 17th. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I got on my knees and they had a missionary house. Sunday morning, Gainesville, Georgia, November 17th. And I said, God, we're going to Santa Maria. We're going to Santa Maria. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I got a precept, I got a principle, and I got a promise. And God, you're going to do something great. And by faith, I'm stepping out back by the scriptures. Okay, this is a cool story. So they're going to vote. We're at three hours difference. So they're going to vote right after the morning worship service. So I know I'm going to Santa Maria. What was the percentile of the vote? Okay, be quiet. Okay, will you? Okay, so... So Larry McKenna, the chairman of the the pulpit committee, calls me in the afternoon to give me what the vote was. As soon as he calls, he says, Pastor. I said, Larry, I'm coming. I'm coming. Praise God, I'm coming. Long pause on the other end. Pastor, who called you? And I wanted to say, God. But he meant humanly. Who called you? And I said, what are you talking about? Did you hear about the vote? Oh, the vote. Oh, yeah, what was the vote? You you don't want to know what the vote was? I don't care. I, I know I'm going. I know I got, I'm going. How do you know you're going? I said, Larry, get your Bible. You got your Bible? Yeah. Look at it right now. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. He has yet to tell me what the vote was. He reads the two verses. I hear him crying on the other side. He's crying. I said, Larry, I'm coming. He said, you are. He said the vote was 98.5%. I said, I don't care what it was. I want to talk to those three people that didn't vote for me, though. (laughs) By the way, they came to me later. It's a cool story. That's another story. That's a cool story. I didn't care what the vote was. I wanted to know God called me. I wanted to take my step of faith. And I got to tell you, when you take a step of faith, you let go and you let God. When you take a step of faith, it's always backed by the scriptures. And guys... Get a precept, get a principle, get a promise. But don't you get a, everyone together, peace. peace. Don't you get a little piece of scripture, these little three, four words, you go, oh, she must be the one. Look at these three words I put together and I figured it all out. Yeah, no, you get a precept, you get a principle, you get a promise. But I'm gonna tell you this, it's not a step of faith if God's word is not behind it. College student, you let go and you let God. College students, a faith step will have the scriptures behind it. Number three, a faith step will not be about your plans. It'll be about God's peace. Whenever you take a step of faith, it is not about your plans. It's about God's peace. You have become masters of putting your plans together. Now you are. I listen to you and they go like, well, you got it all figured out, don't you? We're just missing one thing, it's called faith. And let me tell you something, when you take a step of faith, it is not about your plans, it's about God's peace. Take your Bibles and turn to the most important passage, and I believe this, of what I'm gonna have you turn to today, Romans chapter 14. I think this is the most important passage you guys need to hear today. A faith step will not be about your plans, it'll be about God's peace. As you're turning, let me quote to you Psalm 37:4: Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. As you delight, and you're in the right relationship with God, and you're willing to do whatever God wants, and you're right with God, God will put on your heart desires. They're not your desires, they're his desires, because you're willing to do whatever God wants you to do. Now I come to Romans chapter 14 and verse 22 and 23. It is not about your plans, It's about God's peace. Hey, hey, college student, stop wrestling and start resting. Stop warring and start waiting on God. It's not about a place. It's not about a possession. It's not about a position. It's about a person. God's will is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And do not go against what God is doubting, that the doubts and the fears that you have. All right, look at this Romans chapter 14, verse 22. Hast thou faith? Come on, have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat. Because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. All right. Brother Shelly, I'm not sure I understand this point. Well, you're going to. Here's what this means. A faith step will not be about how you crafted something. How you made it happen. A faith step will be about God's peace. Brother Shetler, there's so many things in life that the word of God doesn't. Okay, I'm with you. You can still get a promise and you can get a principle. But there's so many decisions I have to make in my life. And there's not clear scripture. That's why I gave you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will give you a doubt. Don't, you do this. And this is wrong. And the Holy Spirit will condemn you. Man, this is not by faith. I'm making this happen. I'm pushing this. I'm forcing this. I have some doubts. Now, I want to talk about fear for just a moment. And when a preacher comes down from the platform, that means this is an important part. Okay. <laughs> so y'all listen to this. Brother Shuttler, so if I ever have a fear, then we know it's not God's will. That is not true at all. Jim and Mary Lee were scared to death to leave Pensacola. We were scared to death, but there was also a peace that I knew if I stay, God, I'm condemning myself. It's just, I know it's not right. I know you're moving me. I know you're moving me on. By the way, we just changed a complete different thing here uh, after being here. I love this place, guys. I love this student body. I love my pastor. But I got to tell you, had we stayed any longer here, my spirit was condemning. Hey, you are not a student activities director. You are not a dean of students. This is not why I created you, Jim. You got to trust me. Had I stayed any longer, my spirit was condemning me. My spirit was going like, Jim, this is not what I have for you. Guys, you got to allow the Spirit of God. Now, was I scared to leave here? You know what? I'd been in ministry for, at that point, 42 years. We had never had to trust God for finances. I was at a church. I was a youth pastor. I was this. I was that. I was a pastor. I was a mother pastor. I came here, and West Coast paid me. I had never had to live by faith. Before on that. Was that scary? Yes. When we stepped out of leaving here, we were paid well here. We were taken care of well. And there's the nicest home we ever lived in on 46th Avenue. But I gotta tell you, had I stayed any longer, God was convicting my heart. And there was, a, there was no. This is not right. We need to just trust God. We need to move on. Marilyn needs to take care of her mother-in-law. We believe that's a principle. We believe that's a precept to take care of your parents when they get old. And, and my mother-in-law needed that. And we took that step. They were scared? Yeah. I'm not saying there won't be fear. But what I am saying, you cannot condemn yourself in what you allow. You're going to listen to a certain kind of music? Is there something going on? In your heart with that. Are you going gonna to wear something? You're going to do something? You're going to go somewhere? Whatever it is. I'm telling you. Romans 14, and 23. Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he who condemneth not himself in that which he lies. Let me tell you something. A faith step will not be about your plans. A faith step will be about God's peace. Stop wrestling with God and rest. Stop warring with God and wait. Just wait on the Lord and be of good courage. One last thing and we're done. Yeah, I got five minutes. Here we go. Last thing. A faith step will have as its goal his glory, not your good. A faith step will have as its goal his glory, not your good. Okay, so Hebrews eleven six 6 now. It is impossible to please God without faith. Everything in our life, there will be a step of faith. And and by the way, I I don't even want to use this message as like these big rocks in the jar. This is how you live every day of your life. Every day of your life, you should be taking steps of faith, not just these big leaps. Every day of your life, you, you, you filter through this. Now, I want to talk to you about this, and we're done. I want to talk to you about motives. The longer I live, the more I am convinced. No man knows their motives. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. I say this constantly, and after right, as soon as I say it, the Spirit condemns me. It's like, Jim, you don't know your motives. Hey, listen, I know my heart, and I'm telling you I'm doing this for the right reason. Okay, you know what? The, 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 the fact of the matter is we, we don't know that for sure. So listen to me. This will help you the rest of your life. God, I, I really don't know for sure what my motive is. I really don't. But I really want you to get the glory in this relationship. I really, you know, Lord, they, they've asked me to sing in chapel. And God, I don't know. It may be for recognition. Maybe I do want people to, hey, look, I do have a good voice. Maybe it is that. God, I don't know. I can sit here and go, I, until I know what my motive is, I won't sing in chapel. Okay, then you will never sing in chapel. Until I know what my motive is, I'm not gonna go out soul winning. Then you know what, you're never gonna go soul winning. Until I know what my motive is. Okay, you know the fact of the matter is, you really don't know your motive. But I'm gonna tell you what. If you can say, God, I really want to do this for you, I don't know why, maybe it's the wrong motive, maybe it's the right motive, I'm not gonna examine that the rest of my life. God, you get the glory and it's not about how, hey, this could really work out good for me. God, I don't think that's what I'm doing this decision for. I'm making this decision because I want you to get the glory. I got to tell you what happens at that moment. If you're making the wrong decision, come on, a sovereign, guy, God is going to step in and get that taken care of. If you're making the right decision, as you go back, you'll know. Here's the most interesting thing about Moses. Moses is at the burning bush and he says, give me a sign or a token I will oh good because I needed some kind. you will be back at this mountain with the people of Israel and there's your sign well that's not a sign if we're going to be back there with them it's already taken place and I find that interesting we don't let circumstances determine God's will for our life but as we look back over our life we can say whoa is that confirmation or what Now listen to me, you take that step and you say, God, I am going here, I am doing this, I'm going in this relationship, I'm saying no to this collegiate thing, I'm saying yes to this, and I'm doing it for your glory. I don't know if I got the right motive or not, I don't know, but I cannot spend the rest of my life thinking, I'm not sure I'm doing this, I'm just doing this, God, and I want it for your glory, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And God... I'm taking a step of faith, and I believe I'm doing this for you. You do whatever you want to do. If this is a wrong decision, but God, I made the decision believing it was for your glory. I'm going to tell you, you take a faith step, and you let go, and you let God. You take a faith step, and you back it with the scriptures. You take a faith step, and let it be God's peace and not your plans, and you take a faith step. And say, God, this is for your glory, not for my good. I'm doing this for your glory, not my good. Come on. Our God's going to have you in the right place, doing the right thing, and you're going to have the right relationship with God. It is impossible to please God by faith.